Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday the 10th of October coming up. Kent's ready for Brexit. We're incredibly well prepared. You know, my thoughts have been massively involved in planning for Brexit for months. Fire safety fears at new builds. I have nothing to stop that fire spreading to those eaves and protect my family. So what do I do? Do I move out? Homeless appeal turns Canterbury purple. Rough sleeping, we've always said, is the the tip of the homelessness iceberg. It's a small number of people that are visible and absolutely we need to do something about that. But homelessness is much bigger and broader than that. Kent Online News. First at eight, police in Kent will be able to cope with a serious road accident and Operation Brock after Brexit. That's according to the county's police commissioner. Well, there have been concerns after a crash you might remember on the M2 caused huge disruption for drivers on Tuesday night. Some say the emergency contraflow system that will come into force on the M20 after the UK leaves the EU will become a pretty big problem if there's another incident elsewhere in the county. But Matthew Scott has been reassuring us they're prepared for that kind of situation. As I've always said, Kent Police has been ready uh, for a long time. They've been looking at this over a number of years, uh, as have Kent County Council uh, and the Highways Authority. Uh, I believe that the plans that we've got here locally in Kent have been well thought through, that they've got lots of different aspects to them which have been uh, looked at and considered. So my hope is that they will work uh, really well. But what we need actually is, is a deal so that we don't have the, the mass disruption at the ports. One of the problems is that the existing plans don't seem to have factored in the possibility of other incidents unrelated to Brexit that might happen. Well, the planning assumptions which the Resilience Forum will have looked at will include uh, particular stress points uh, and what happens in the case of uh, different types of emergency. So I think we can be confident that the Kent Resilience Forum have done their bit Uh, We just need to make sure that other agencies are doing their bit as well to make sure that they're delivering everything that they said they're going to do. The M26 is part of the existing plan, Manston is part of the existing plan uh, and the decisions will be taken by the Resilience Forum and the uh, Tactical Command Group uh, as the the situation develops. Um, But what we do need actually is we need to get that deal over the line so that we avoid the disruption at the ports uh, in the first place. Kent's Chief Constable Alan Pusley has also been speaking to the Kent Online podcast. We have a Kent Resilience Forum Forum. We have a planning team that uh, both locally they were actively involved in and, and my offices have got a seat nationally around Brexit as well. So we're incredibly well prepared. You know, the, my thoughts have been massively involved in planning for Brexit for months and months and months. So whatever comes on the 31st of October, uh, I'm comfortable that we are as prepared as we can be. Kent Online reports. A man who stabbed another man in the leg three times following an argument in Canterbury has been jailed for nine years. Illadescaj attacked the victim with a kitchen knife in April. The 38-year-old from Frenchman Close denied attempted murder but admitted wounding with intent and possession of an offensive weapon. An inquest heard how a mum collapsed and died just two months after being prescribed the contraceptive pill. 46-year-old Susan Walton from Sandwich developed a blood clot after taking Yasmin and passed away in July last year. It's a known risk of taking the pill and during the hearing an independent expert criticised a GP for not checking the patient's height and weight. Kent has been named the most dangerous place in the country for drivers. Figures show more people were injured in crashes in the county last year than anywhere else in England. 
Almost 5,400 were hurt and nearly 50 killed in 2018. Now, there are calls for new-build homes in part of Kent to be checked after others were found not to have a crucial safety feature fitted. Cavity barriers should be installed in the roof to slow down a fire from spreading to neighbouring buildings. Well, in the summer, we told you how Persimmon Homes had admitted they hadn't been put in some of their properties in Deal. Now, a homeowner in Iwade says his property is also affected. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. My home is at risk. And everyone keeps saying, oh no, there's, there's lots of fire regulations and there's only a small risk. I don't care if it's a small risk or if it's a major risk. There is a risk that if my house has a fire upstairs, I have nothing to stop that fire spreading to those eaves and protect my family. So what do I do? Do I move out until something's done? So you've been here for five years. Five years. Obviously, this is something that should have been in the house before you even bought it. Yep. Um, you know, and it's taken you a year to even get this far. Mm. Really stupid question, but you know, how do you feel about it? Sick. Physically sick. I've got my wife who's crying because she's scared. I've had my son. You know, he's heard conversation on the phone that I've had. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's only a child. He's scared now. He's saying, "My daddy's house going to catch on fire." What do you tell them? It's my responsibility to ensure this house is safe for my family to live in and persimmon are just neglecting their duty. They don't, all they get is, oh, we, we do understand, you don't understand. You put yourself in my position, would you live in a house that had this? No, they wouldn't. And it's not just your house, you know, you were saying earlier that... Oh, there's various houses on this estate, Na- neighbours haven't, haven't had them, you know, and thankfully they've managed to install, install the, whatever needs to be installed. However, the company that are coming out to check are having to check their work to ensure they've done it properly. And it's, this is this is this should never have been to this point. It should never got this far. It should have been done straight away. They're so quick to take our money. They're quick to push us forward. They're quick to get us to sign on the dotted line. But when we raise a concern, nothing happens, and you never seem to get anyone come out and talk to you. It's all on the phone, and it gets parts from pillar to post. And it's it is a joke, absolute joke. I'll never buy a sim home again. That's Ben Wyatt, who lives at Meadow Brownview. Persimmons say they've got a team inspecting properties and carrying out any work needed. You can watch our video report at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. Detectives have released CCTV pictures of two people they want to speak to following an attack at a nightclub in Deal during a charity boxing match. One woman was taken to hospital with head injuries and another suffered bruises after objects were thrown at them in Queen Street last month. You can see the images at Kent Online. A group appeared in court after more than 30 defibrillators were stolen from ambulances across Kent. The life-saving equipment was taken between September 2016 and the following August in Thanet, Her- Bay, Ashford, Northfleet, Chatham and Sheppey. Eleven people are accused of various offences, including conspiracy to burgle, handling stolen goods and money laundering. They're all now due at Crown Court next month. Almost a third of Year 6 children in Kent are overweight or obese. Stats out today show the figure stands at around 32% and in Medway it's even worse at 36%. Dartford has the highest number of 11-year-olds who fall into that category, while Tunbridge Wells has the lowest. More than 400 people have slept rough on Kent streets over the past six months, according to figures given to Kent Online to mark World Homeless Day. It's also feared more than 550 are also at risk of becoming homeless. Chris Coffey is Operations Director at homeless charity Porchlight. For us, it's a year-round issue, but it is that one 
opportunity in the calendar to remind people that we're still here. Uh, 365 days of the year we're providing support. Rough sleeping we've always said is the, the tip of the homelessness iceberg. It's a small number of people that are visible and absolutely we need to do something about that but homelessness is much bigger and broader than that. Lots of people in insecure accommodation, uh, lots of people at risk of losing their homes uh, and we're there to support them. So we did a small piece of research with um, some of the people that use our services and we found that uh, a higher number than the national average of our rough sleepers are women. And so we started to ask why and what their particular needs are, uh, how we're responding as an organisation, how we can work with partner agencies to give a better service to, to respond to the specific needs of women that are sleeping rough in Kent. Uh, so we've done a number of things off the back of that. We've um, tried to raise awareness, uh, but we've made a pledge by um, appointing a specific role to look at uh, reviewing our services and seeing how they could be better, to gathering more information. That research was based on just a small snapshot of women that were currently sleeping rough or had recently slept rough. Uh, we need to do more research to know what's needed. We work really closely with Kent County Council. We're funded to deliver services and we've seen a change and move towards a more integrated approach. Um, so I think the resources is there. Uh, and we've actually seen from this government in the last few years money coming out as part of the Rough Sleeper Initiative, which we welcome. I think the big question mark for us is how that's going to be sustained and also about how people are moved into secure, uh, stable accommodation. So it's not simply about moving people off the streets. That's relatively easy to do. It's about sustaining them so they don't end up back on the streets in the future. It's more than just a roof over somebody's head, so it's about looking at um, all of the things that we may take for granted that you need to live independently, uh, understanding rights and responsibilities, managing money, um, and quite often we're working with people that have the, the lowest incomes and quite often they're looking at accommodation at the lowest end of the market, so it's a real challenge. There's a huge discrepancy between um, housing benefit and the rents that are charged. So it's not an easy thing to, to help people do, uh, but the, the other thing that we really believe in is about helping people connect to the community they're in. So it's not simply about putting a roof over somebody's head, it's about giving them the skills, helping them have the skills to keep it over their head. They've encouraged shops in Canterbury to be decorated purple to highlight the issue. Jonathan ended up on the streets when he was just 15. He now manages a pub in the city. I mean, I owe quite a lot of um, my progression in life to the staff and the support I got during the time uh, with Porchlight. So uh, anytime an opportunity comes up for me to give a bit back, like, I like to get involved. It's got so many different aspects that you just don't realise. And, and for me as a young person going into that sort of environment, I didn't realise how widespread and uh, how much of a big problem it actually is because you see the guys on the street and I think uh, you kind of can naturally get the kind of like, what, what have they done kind of thing, but there is that whole other side of it that uh, is un, unreported and un, unknown about, you know. It's always a negative, you know, thing. They, they go to that sort of drug addicts, uh, ex-prisoners, and um, I think there's a big thing about that whole, you know, most people are only one paycheck away from being in a, in a similar situation and um, I think we take it for granted a lot that, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult and, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for people to, to fall down the cracks. You know, I'm proud of, of what I've done with my life and even when I was going 
through that period of my life, I, I had a choice to make as well and I decided to still go to school every day and I got, I got a job and went to work and I got out of that situation with the support you know, that was available to me. I think the most important thing is to use your situation to drive you, not as an excuse to excuse you from your actions, like you're still responsible, even if you're 15 years old, you're, you're an adult at that point, if you're estranged from your family or in whatever the situation might be that's caused you to be where you are, it doesn't define you for the future, it's only you that can make that happen. Rare Marvel comic prints are going on sale in Kent. The posters, which feature Black Panther, Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk, have been signed by Stan Lee. They'll be unveiled at galleries in Blue Water, Canterbury and Tunbridge Wells tonight with price tags of almost £4,000. And at Kent Online you can see what the new £20 note looks like. And it features Kent's very own Turner Contemporary and Margate Lighthouse. Artist JMW Turner also features on the note, which will be issued next February. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day and overnight, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.